Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name is Tyson Sharp and after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, it became very clear that the vast majority were looking to grow a successful business unconsciously as a solution to feel enough, to feel worthy, to even feel safe and secure. And so it's in this podcast where we face those internal challenges head on and we do it through self-connection, we do it through elevated consciousness and heartfelt courage so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. I am pumped to bring you this conversation, this power chat is with AJ Mirzad. And a lot of you know AJ. If you don't, he's a self-made millionaire uh, making his basically making uh, all his wealth on Instagram, helping coaches from all over the world build profitable businesses. And the reason why I wanted to have AJ on this podcast is because he's a client of mine and he's been working with me for the last three months or so. And since starting work with me, everything's happened to him. Everything in terms of financial uh, hardship, physical hardship, all Everything you've, uh, everything you can imagine, happened to him all in this short span of, of time. Uh, what you'll hear in this interview is this huge IRS bill uh, that he had no clue about that just sprung up on him. And not only that, but once he started resolving that issue, he ended up breaking his leg, and so he has financial difficulties. He's got his his physical abilities taken away from him, and he breaks his leg. And what you'll find in this interview is how powerful it can be with no matter what happens in your external circumstances, how quickly your life can change and how much freedom you can have when you go internally. When you learn what life is trying to teach you, when life is trying to teach you a deep lesson, you get those deep lessons. You get those 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 uncomfortable moments, those uncomfortable circumstances turn into the biggest blessings the absolute biggest blessings. And the quote I love from him, he said it in one of our sessions a few weeks ago, is that I feel more free being in a cast than than I ever did before. And it's just so powerful. It's just such a powerful example of how no matter what happens externally, you can go in and ask yourself the question, what is this trying to teach me? And what sides of me do I need to love unconditionally? And he's a perfect example of that. If you... If you don't know AJ, I'll put his link in the show notes to reach out to him on Facebook. Uh, you need to add him into your network. He's such such a powerful uh, such a powerful guy, not only from his influence on Instagram and how he's built businesses and his expertise in that arena, but he's just the most heartfelt guy and it's just an absolute pleasure to work with him. But you will get so much from this interview just by his presence alone. Uh, and no doubt, just by listening in, you'll you'll have so much you can relate to your own life as well. So I can't wait for you to uh, provide some feedback with this and uh, and let me know what your insights were. Here is the power chat with AJ. Okay, guys, welcome to another power conversation. As soon as I uh, started doing these interviews, I I knew I had to get AJ on because. A lot of people are doing the inner work. A lot of people are doing uh, a lot of the shifts. And it's almost like as soon as AJ started doing this type of work, this type of work with me and, and focusing on the, the inward 
uh, the inward patterns. It's like life basically said, Oh, you want to do this? Let's, uh, let's test you. <laughs> and so AJ has been on a, on a, on a crazy inspiring journey, especially in the last, I'd say three or four months. And so I had to get him on. I had to just be in a, in a space of asking him some insightful questions that I know a lot of you can benefit from because he's had not only massive things that have happened in his life, but the internal shifts that's happened along the way have been so, so inspiring. So AJ, welcome. First of all, uh, do you want to take some time to introduce yourself, share with the audience who you are and what it is you do? Absolutely, Tyson. First and foremost, honor to have me. Thanks for bringing me on. Happy to share my superpowers. I have a company called Online Super Coach, and I help personal trainers and coaches grow their online income to six figures while enjoying more freedom and flow. Been doing this for about seven years now. But before that, you know, I was an online fitness coach, transitioned to a business mentor. I'm a best-selling author. I've written two books, one more on the way. I've also been inducted into the Fitness Hall of Fame for bringing online coaching to our industry. And most importantly, I just love helping people, really teaching them how to serve with, with, with their gifts and how to scale it with an online business. That's awesome. That's it. It's so cool to, cause everyone will look at you and see your profile. See you have a, you know, huge, uh, Instagram following stuff like that. And, you know, I think what, what is it about 70, 70, over 75,000 followers or something on Instagram? Yes. About 72,000. 72. Okay. And that's, and, and people will look at that and, and think, oh, okay, this guy's, this guy's, uh, this guy's made it. This guy's uh, doing awesome stuff online. But once they get to know you, they actually uh, can feel that you care. They can actually feel that you have this, this passion and this, this drive to uh, connect with people at a deep level and actually get to know them, actually help them, uh, actually help them achieve their goals at a, at a deep level. And that's what resonated with me when I started connecting with you, started getting to know you is just that you're, you're a very, very genuine guy. And that's what made me uh, excited to, to do this inner work with you um, and to see what we could do together. And so I guess we could start as soon as, as soon as we started working together, what about if you just uh, explain a little bit about what happened since then, what's, what's happened since your life and we'll sort of, and we'll sort of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I am really grateful that you came into my life. You know, I feel like you, made me shift a lot of things in a very positive way. Um, I think it's been a little over three months now. And I remember I had a really challenging year at the end of uh, 2019. It was um, going through a lot of ups and downs. I was dealing with a lot of uncertainty and uh, I had this really big financial fear because I had a giant bill from the IRS that was like, looming over my head, fighting the U.S. government for like six months. And I got out of a relationship that was unstable. But also beyond all that, I had a lot of like mental health issues, you know. And um, it was really messing with me because I, you know, I've been coaching for close to two decades now. And uh, I have a master's in psychology and I've done so much inner work. And like, how come someone so advanced as me, someone who coaches other people is having all these issues? And that was another reason I was like, well, hey, the same reason people hire me, I need to hire someone. And that's when I started working with you. And you had a very uh, un unorthodox approach 
compared to other coaches that I've worked with. And uh, you really just helped me to clarify uh, and really prioritize my problems, but also look at them through a new lens and developed a sense of clarity, a sense of purpose, certainty. And uh, amazingly enough, while working with you, it's like <laughs> a lot of these major issues either disappeared in a very miraculous way, or I saw a new perception towards them in which I felt more empowered to take right actions to create a new opportunity from the crisis. Awesome. And it's, it's like every single time I talk to you, something's happened, right? Something's either completely shifted in one direction or another. And, and it makes it, 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 it's really, it's crazy. Not only for me as a coach, but for, but to hear your perspective on what's happening is insane because first of all, well, as soon as, as soon as we started doing this, you, uh, you said, you said, okay, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of, um, you know, where to go next. And you've, you have this, like you said, this IRS bill that, uh, that you had no clue about and it, that sort of just sprung up on you and you're like, Oh my God, how is, how am I going to pay this? And what am I going to do moving forward? Um, and then once you started shifting your perspective on it, once you started, um, releasing a lot of internal patterns, uh, that started shifting. So what about if you, you give us an idea on, on what happened there? Yeah, I think um, theoretically, I always knew the art of surrender and letting go and listening to my heart. And I think um, most people could read it on a quote, see it in someone's Facebook status and be like, ah, yes, that's the way to go about it. But I feel like you really showed me how to practice letting go, listening to my heart, and in a lot of ways, dancing with the fear, you know? The fear never goes away, but it's a way of having the fear in your life and at the same time facing your emotions in a way that is empowering, and it gives you strength, and it gives you clarity. Um, I think one of your great gifts are, one, listening, allowing me to vent and open up about the stuff that's going on, but also a very intuitive gift where sometimes you'll stop me and give me a new perspective, a new shift toward it. And I'm like, whoa, I never saw it from that point of view. And also really leaning into the art of surrender, you know, because um, sometimes you could tell someone your problem and they'll be like, oh, just surrender. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'll surrender. And then you get off the phone and then you're thinking about it all over again. You're, you're analyzing it. And it's like, okay, I could really surrender as, as if um, – the problem has lost its power over me. And through that space that is created, something really powerful emerges. Mm. Yeah. And that's all, that's what the work's all about. It's, it's about not only understanding intellectually, you know, how to separate yourself from results, how to separate yourself from outcomes and, uh, and detach yourself from, from circumstances, but it's embodying it, right? It's actually being in the space of, of that. And so when you were, uh, when you were worried about this, the financial situation, one thing that I remember we touched upon that was a huge shift was the the release of your attachment to it. Because, like many people, uh, we we can we can egoically wrap our our own safety in finances, right in in our in our money, and think that's security. 
And obviously, intellectually, we can think about how much of an illusion that is, right? We can think even security in, in a nutshell is an illusion, right? We're, we're on the planet that's flying through space, right, at whatever speed. Like, we, we are completely out of control. And the illusion of control sort of gives us that sense of safety. Um, and a lot of people can wrap that up in their money, right? And wrap that up in, 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 you know, how much they have and how much they have coming in right now and all those different things. And so that's something that we uh, touched upon as soon as you started saying, okay, we have this, I have this IRS bill and I have these financial um, worries. That's when we started looking inward towards the side of you that had uncertainty around that. Correct. Correct. hundred percent. Awesome. What was that shift all about? What sort of happened with you in terms of, in terms of focusing inward rather than outward on the, on the financial situation? Well, the more I focus inward, the more solutions came into place. And I, in a sense, created my reality from the inside out because, um, you know, thankfully that big, scary tax situation seemingly disappeared overnight, but at the same time that disappearing, it created a door of abundance where all this money was coming in, um, surprisingly in a very unexpected way. Mm. Isn't that great? And a lot of people listening will be like, ah, so it went away because you detached yourself from the problem. No, literally, as soon as you decided to surrender, literally just surrender and say, whatever's meant to happen is meant to happen you literally got the phone call saying you don't have to pay it anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for those listening that are curious, it was a $360,000 tax bill. And uh, on top of that, it was like $53,000 of interest. So it wasn't a small chunk of change. It was a lot of money, a very paralyzing amount of money most I've ever gotten a bill for. So it was kind of like one of those things where it was creating a lot of suffering and it was to the point where I was um, being put into collections. I was getting phone calls. My credit was ruined. It was like literally the most stressful thing I've been through in a very long time. And, um, you know, you really helped me get through that problem and, and where like it, it, it finally disappeared and I didn't have to go through the court system or pay the interest um, the moment it went away shortly after, you know, I received a check for $90,000. So it was like from this catastrophic giant debt that was looming over my shoulder to this amazing amount of abundance that came in literally days after. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. I know, right. It, I, I, it felt like every time we got on a coaching call, it felt like I was just in a reality TV show. That's seriously what it, what it feels like. Cause for you to go through something like this in, in a matter of weeks, it's almost like the question is what's life teaching me and what's life showing me right now? Cause as soon as you surrendered and as soon as you started looking at the internal five-year-old that had the fear around money, as soon as you provided your, your though, that internal child with, with love and safety, no matter what happens, it's almost like life says, okay, you finally got the lesson. Let's, uh, let's show you what that means. And, and, financially the the bill goes away in a matter of one conversation and then literally what was it like a few days after that you'd you had 90 grand come in uh you know from just from a 
a phone call and you had no clue what that was all about. And so that's the question that goes with me is like, what's life showing you right now? What's life teaching you? What's something you can take with you for the rest of your life so that you can always remember? My question is, what side of you did you have to uh, love in order for you to surrender to the, to the outcome? You know, I think my core self, right? Who I am beyond all of my labels. I think uh, for me, you know, uh, ever since I've been working with you, it's been a extreme shedding of many of my labels, you know, that of a millionaire online entrepreneur to having my mental health figured out, being a master's in psychology mindset expert, you know, until very recently, you know, I was in the fitness hall of fame, but one month ago I had a freak accident where I broke my leg in Brazil. And currently I'm not able to walk. I've been immobilized and paralyzed and in extreme pain because my left leg uh, had surgery. So all of these uh, identities in which I thought who I was and defined myself as, they're all stripped away. So I believe that a big part of working with you was finding my true self and not being defined by all these external identities. Yeah. And, and as soon as you, as soon as you started breaking away those stories, right? Cause me too, that's why I, I'm getting, that's why I get coached as well. That's why I meditate two hours a day. So I can notice my own patterns and start to, and start to break away those stories within me and those identities within me. And that's what you were, that's what you were focusing on. That's what a lot of people listening can take away is that as soon as you started breaking away, okay, I'm this, uh, I am my money. I am my status. I am my, uh, you know, my online presence. I am the way I look, right. I am my body, whatever it may be that just started, those stories started falling away. And like you described your, you started connecting with your core self. And so not only did the financial situation just miraculously pan out uh, and allow more abundance. But then as soon as you started uh, going through that shedding of those stories, all of a sudden you start to, you, you, you go to Carnival and then you end up breaking your leg. And then all this, this new challenge came up, right? This new challenge. And, and as soon as you, as soon as you started saying, look, man, I've, <laughs> I've, I've broken my leg. I call the, I tore the quad off my, the bone and, and, you know, I need to have surgery, all these different things. The same question remained, right? Same question was what's life teaching me? What, what's the lesson here, right? The deep lesson. And so what's something that you got away from that, from this experience of breaking your leg and now being in a cast, now being unable to move all those different things, especially coming from the, the personal development and, and, um, and even the training, you know, the, the physical space of being in fitness, what is it that you learned and what was the, what was the breakthrough there that you made? You know, I think, uh, what is coming up for me right now is the story of the Chinese farmer. And I'm not sure if you shared it on, on, on your podcast, it'd be a great time to retell it, but it's kind of the deeper understanding of, trusting the process, you know, life has these extreme ups and downs. And for whatever reason, this has been a big part of my life story. You know, I have extreme tragedy, but extreme triumph. And I think that 
I've now gone through a lot of up cycles and down cycles to know that, you know, when every door closes, another door opens. And the Chinese farmer story, if you could Google it or if Tyson, you want to share it, that encompasses um, how I deal with, with setbacks nowadays. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I have shared that story in an earlier episode around attachments. Um, so people can, people can go back into the, the episodes on, on that. It was one of the early episodes and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put the link to it. Um, but basically the, the, the premise of the, uh, of the story is that no matter what happens to us, no matter what happens, we can't, we, we can't, we don't know what the, uh, we don't know what the outcome will be. Right. So in terms of, in terms of the, the Chinese farm, like all this, all these things happen to him and everyone judges saying whether something's good or bad. And the wise farmer always says maybe, right. So when, so the, the farmer uh, gets these horses, puts horses to work and everyone says, Oh my God, that's awesome. And he says, maybe. Right? And then the, the horses end up uh, not only making them a lot of money, but then they run away and then they, he basically, the, the, uh, the, the village people say how much of a, of a, of a curse that is. And then he says, maybe, and then his son ends up uh, getting injured, right? The horses trample him and, uh, and he goes to hospital and everyone says, Oh my God, this is, this is horrible. And the farmer says, maybe. And why does he say maybe? Cause you know, months later, the, an army walks through to, to get all the, all the sons, of the, of every family to go off to war where they're clearly going to lose the war and they take every abled body who's able to join. And clearly they couldn't take the farmer's son because he had broken arms and legs. And so his, mm-hmm. the farmer got to save the son because of that. And so as the, as the story goes, when things happen in our life, we have no clue. We literally have no clue what's good or bad. And that's because nothing is good or bad. It just depends on the meaning you give it. And, and everything leads to one another. And so this deep level of trust, it's a deep, deep level of trust of what's happening to me is, is, is giving me the deep lessons I'm meant, to, I'm meant to learn and helping me become who I'm meant to become. And so even when, you're, when you break your leg and you're now not able to move or to, or to really look after yourself, um, you know, it, it gets you back to, like you said before, your core self. You know, the core self that, uh, that thought who I am is my body, who I am is my mobility, right? But now you're starting to connect with a deeper side of you that is so much more than these, than these physical challenges. Is that what you feel? Yes, yes, 100%. That's inspiring. Cause, and one thing we've talked about is the, the differences. Uh, whenever you're going through a huge insight or huge breakthrough, that can come in both... Uh, that can come in, in two forms called, called um, Kensho and, and Satori. Satori is when you have a massive insight, right? Huge, like just a, a, an awareness and an awakening. But Kensho is when something, something uh, where life happens to you and like you basically go through a, a, a tough situation like an IRS bill or something financially, something to do with your career, something to do physically, an injury or a death or whatever it may be. And Kensho is when, when something externally feels like it's really, really tough. And that's where you learn the lessons and you're getting all of that, right? You're getting all of that. So what sides of you, what was the, what was the lesson with, with 
breaking your leg and not being able to move and having to having to connect with yourself at a deeper level? Wow, that's a great one. Um, I realized that it opened up many new challenges, but also new opportunities. I think that for me, it was a very big lesson on self-love because um, my whole life I've been focused on my fitness, my activity, my physique, and to not be able to work out, never walk. I was running every day. Um, I had to find new ways of loving myself. And one was just, you know, laying in bed. Right now I'm in bed. And uh, most days I'm just on my computer, you know, lucky I have an online business, but I don't get to leave the house. So I've deepened my meditation practice, my journaling, my gratitude, my breath work. So I've developed this amazing inner work that's gone a lot deeper through all of this. So self-love has become a big priority, um, especially when I'm, you know, losing my muscle, gaining body fat, and I'm essentially crippled and I need to love myself despite how I am externally. The other is um, asking for help, you know, where when this injury happened, I was with my friends in uh, Rio, Brazil. So the entire time of being paralyzed and being carried in and out of the hospital to Ubers, uh, taken to the airport in a wheelchair, it was just relying on so many people to help me. And then coming here back home in New York, I could not even put my underwear on. So I... <laughs> you know, not had my parents change my clothes and underwear in many years. It's very humbling, but it was beautiful to have them help me to take me to the bathroom, to shower, take me to the hospital, the doctor, physical therapy, have friends and family come bring food. Um, you know, I get an Amazon delivery, things I take for granted. I can't even pick up the box and open what I've purchased. I need someone else to do that. So I realize how beautiful people are, how helpful they are, how supportive they are. Even um, when I'm flying, you know, I was flying back, people on the airplane giving me stuff, you know, a lot of times in public, uh, people going out of their way to help me pull out in their chair. So it gave me a, a new um, found love for humanity and how helpful people are seeing a person in, in a very, uh, I guess, disabled state and how helpful they are. And it opened up my heart that, I need to give more because maybe sometimes I overlook people that need help in my life. Wow. And guess, just give us an understanding of what goes through your mind, the questions you ask yourself or the focus you have when you go through something like this to go from a broken leg, which most people would uh, not only feel bad, but that, you know, play the victim basically and, 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 and tell themselves the story of, how horrible this is that it's happened to them. What was your area of focus or what did you tell yourself that allowed you to have these insights of humanity, of opening your heart and of, of giving? What, what was it sort of, what was the focus there? That's a great question. Um, you know, every day waking up in pain or being crippled or mobilized or limited you know, I had a choice between being a victim or being an inspiration for others. So, of course, the first two weeks were very difficult. I was dealing with a lot of darkness, and I did feel like a victim. Why did this happen to me? I wish I never went to Brazil. I wish I never walked down that staircase where this all happened, you know, the, all the what-ifs. And um, 
once I went through the grieving process, I then said, well, what's good about this? Or how can I inspire other people with my story, with my challenges? And I started to come to a place where um, I can now be a beacon of light for people because I did share publicly everything that happened. And I realized people have been checking up on me, watching me closely. So now I have the ability of inspiring people like, hey, I have this disability, but you know, I still want to help people. I still want to serve. I started doing a series of free challenges and offering free coaching, uh, free virtual seminars, uh, just going out of my way to give back to people. And I really feel like it inspired people to realize like, wow, this guy is going through so many challenges, but he's still finding a way to give back. Yeah, that's crazy. And that wouldn't that focus wouldn't have been able to be there. The focus in terms of humanity, the focus in terms of giving, the focus on being inspirational. If you didn't first look inward, and um, and like you said before, focusing on your core self. And so, yes. what was it like? What was it like as soon as you started feeling, like you said, you started feeling those uh, the the patterns of being a victim and why did this happen to me? And then I remember uh, things around, you know, the, the questions around uh, what can I learn here? And I remember you focused inward towards the sides of you that you had to love, right? So this self-love, what sides of you did you have to love when you broke your leg and all of a sudden you had to have other people help you and you had to have all these different things uh, shift in your life? I guess what's coming up right now is that... Uh, the five-year-old, you know, the, the, the inner child, um, being in a place of innocence, vulnerability, asking for help, uh, the sides of myself that, um, you know, I'm putting my pride to the side and, and putting my ego away and being very open. And, uh, you know, like, like I, many times I did feel like a child, but not in a negative way, but my, the, the, the boyish, innocent, um, curious side came out. Mm. Isn't that, isn't that the work? Hey, as soon as you started to, um, as soon as you started to go through your financial challenge and then everything changed the moment you said, okay, I love the, the five-year-old in me. That's like the, you know, the poor, the poor immigrant, right? The five-year-old that has the belief that I need money to be safe. I need money to be enough. And it's almost similar here where you love the inner five-year-old, the one that can be helpless or the one that, uh, the one that believes who I am is my, my physical abilities. Right. And it's crazy that once you start loving those internal five-year-olds that hold these beliefs, you actually tap into more of who and what you are, right. Which is just infinite love, self-love, infinite love towards humanity infinite ways in which you can contribute into infinite creativity in how you can serve. Right. And now you're starting to notice different things in your life of where people are caring, where they are kind, where they do look after you and opening yourself up in that vulnerability. Um, has been a huge shift. Is that what you felt? Absolutely. That's a very well said articulate way of going about it. And I love the quote, put your pride to the side. Maybe you should have that as a, Instagram, Instagram quote or something, pride to the side. I'll, uh, if you don't use it, I'll steal it. <laughs> yeah, feel free, man. Uh, I, yeah, that's been my mantra from putting my pride to the side. And, you know, I realized that 
many of my problems can be fixed by asking for help. And mm. that is something I'm learning. Okay. I need to put my pride to the side and ask for help, whether it's a business problem, a relationship problem, a mindset problem. I mean, everything just comes down to, you know what? I'm going to put my ego down and I'm going to ask someone to help me. Yeah. And, and not only does it help you with the, 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 you know, the external circumstances, but the internal shifts of being able to help opens up a level of vulnerability that you might, that most people find uncomfortable, right? But you're just opening yourself up to loving the sides of you that can look for help and that can open yourself up to other people's opinions, right? How is yes. this, how is this, how has this helped you have a different level of openness and vulnerability and honesty? Um, you know, every single time I shared my truth, I connected with people in a very powerful, profound way. And I realized that many times I'm scared to share my truth or I hold back. Again, I put my pride to the side and just honestly share if I'm feeling extremely depressed, anxious, scared, you know, with this leg, a lot of insecurity, inadequacy, fears, um, losing my manhood, you know, and I decided to be brave and share that on social media. And as I did that, it opened up so many people and people I've not spoken to in years reached out to me, texted me, called me. And I was like, wow, all these people love me. They care about me where in a way I was kind of like blind to it because I was like, Oh, this person doesn't care about me. Or I create a story in my head of why they're not in my life. And I'm like, if I just share my truth, then everything is going to work out for me. In fact, um, you know, I, I start a journal uh, every six months. I've been doing it for 15 years now. I'm at my 31st journal. I've not missed a day in all that time. And that has been really the big theme of the next six months of my life based on what I just went through, especially working with you. And that's really sharing my truth. You know, the title of it is Love, Presence, and the Truth. And I'm beginning to find that one of the greatest displays of love is actually the truth, right? Vulnerability. If you're with your partner and you can be fully authentic and share everything with them, that is really an action of love. The truth is love, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Love, presence, and truth. And I remember when we were when you had this happen to you and you're in a wheelchair and now all of a sudden you can't uh, look after yourself or physically, um, you know, do what you can at that brought up a lot of insecurities as, as many people would, you know, and um, many people who are online business owners will feel this at some level when they feel that level of insecurity of, of showing these de deeper truths. And I remember you explaining that you're like, man, it's bringing up all these insecurities of, of people, what would they think about me when I'm not clean shaven and done my hair and, and not dressed up. And, and I remember us having the conversation and you realizing, man, that's, that's actually what I need to share. Right? That's actually mm. what I need to share. That's I need to love the side of me that feels like I can't show that side. You know, there's a, there's a yeah. insecurity and there's a fear there that says, if I show 
uh, me with without my hair done, if I show me without you know the clean shaven or or, or dressed up, then people will judge. And I, and not only were you able to love that side of you, but also because of that, you're able to show this truth. You're able to show the behind the scenes of, of, of AJ, right. Of what's actually going on. And, and that opened up not only honesty, but so much more uh, love, right. So much more love because you love all sides of you. All of a sudden you can love others in a different way and you can be, you can allow them to be open, vulnerable and honest with themselves. So how's the interactions you found with other people um, differed since you start, started being that honest with yourself? Thank you. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, I remember sharing that with you, and that has been a big shift um, where, you know, I relied so much on, you know, being fit and always having my hair and, and, and beard grooming it and, you know, wearing, uh, you know, clothes and um, looking a certain way, feeling a certain way. And I de- decided that, okay, wow, you know, people like me more when I'm put together. But from this accident, you know, I'm limping or I'm in a wheelchair or I'm in crutches. And most days I'm just wearing my pajamas. Sometimes I've not shaved or showered in a few days because it's very difficult to do that on my own. So it's like, I guess, lack of a better word, many times uh, at my worst, you know, just rolling out of bed all day long and just meeting people, you know, or going out in public in this place where um, I guess I don't feel fresh or I don't feel groomed. And I realized that people don't treat me any different, you know, like <laughs> I had this fear that oh, okay, I have to look a certain way all the time or always be presentable to be respected and to feel enough where I do feel enough and I don't have to put so much work into my, uh, I guess, physical outward expression. Mm. And what comes up for me is just think about building a business from this place, this level of honesty, this level of vulnerability, this level of self-love where no matter what happens externally, you just ask yourself the question of what side of me do I need to love unconditionally now? Where it's the side of me that's worried about finances, the side of me that's worried about rejection, the side of me that's worried about judgments, right? All those different things. These circumstances and these internal shifts have allowed so much love to pour out of you and so much uh, honesty and so much vulnerability what's happened in terms of your level of creativity or your level of inspiration or the level at which you feel uh, excited to now give and share and contribute at different levels? It is magnified. You know, I think that this amazing radical acceptance of everything that's happening to me from my broken leg, from being quarantined, uh, from the, you know, all of these shifts that are happening in my life and the ability of not being able to walk or run or go to the gym or, you know, leave my house. um, I've accepted myself as well. And because of that, you know, I would say that the past month has been the happiest I've been in a very long time. And just this joy and this focus and this love, my heart has really opened up. So I find that self-acceptance and self-love, has magnified dramatically. Whereas I really thought it was going to be the worst few months of my life because when the accident happened, the doctor said it would take me three to six months for me to be able to walk and to properly um, just function, you know, physically. And I was like, man, I'm up for three to six months of hell. 
but now I'm one month post surgery and I feel the best I felt in a very long time. Mm. And so many people can think about that and think about how many times have we thought, Oh my God, this is the worst thing that's happened to me. How the hell could this happen to me? So I remember when you said just before, when you, when you came to uh, chat with me and you're like, Oh my God, why did this happen? I'm like, that's a good question. I'm like, you can ask it from a different standpoint and say, instead of saying, Oh my God, why did this happen to me? Just ask yourself, why did this happen to me? And like ask yourself from a different, a different quality uh, state of curiosity. And I remember since you started, since you started doing that, we focused on uh, instead of having, you know, why did this happen to me? And, and having the doom and gloom, we focused on the pattern that your ego thought uh, was meant to happen. So for example, for people who are listening, uh, whenever you think something is bad, you can either believe that story or you can look at your ego and look at the egoic story you're telling yourself and have, and look at the, your ego's expectations around what you think should or shouldn't happen. Right? So when AJ, when you say, Oh my God, I broke my leg and, and the doctors are giving you this three to six months of, uh, you know, you can't walk, you won't be able to look after yourself and you think, Oh my God, this is the worst thing that's happened to me. In my mind, I say that's the perfect opportunity to overcome and to notice the egoic pattern that thinks that's the way life should be. Right. Yes. And that's when you can sort of look at your life and say, where do I have expectations around what I think life should or shouldn't be. And it was only that openness that allowed you to say, okay, I actually can let go of everything, all my expectations, right? All my egoic patterns of the way I think life should or shouldn't be and actually just go in and love myself unconditionally. And through that unconditional love, you can actually look at your circumstances with a different lens and say, what am I learning? What am I here to, what am I here to break through to, right? How can I appreciate and love and, 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 you know, contribute at different levels because of this and all those different quality questions started pouring through where I remember you actually started saying, I'm now more free that I'm in a cast than I ever, than I ever have been. Right. Yes. What was it that led you, what was it that led you to say that? Why is, why is it that you say that you're, you're, you now feel more free being in a cast than when, than beforehand? Well, again, it goes back to connecting with my true essence is the ability of, um, loving myself fully and feeling fully expanded and, and full of self-expression where I guess I viewed freedom as the ability to be creative or to dance on command or to be out in public and just be myself and go up to random people. But it's kind of like with this whole injury, I felt like that more than, than anything, but also the freedom to be myself, the freedom to just, mm. you know, walk down the street limping or with crutches or in a wheelchair and just feel free, you know, feel like, I don't really care what you think of me. This is who I am currently. You may judge me. You may feel sorry for me. And that is your perception. So I just felt like uh, my maturity went up dramatically. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, sometimes we look at the, the elderly, you know, old man or old woman, and they just do not care what other people think about them. And it's like, I now feel closer to that than I've ever been of just like, this is who I am. You know, soon I'll be uh, saggy, wrinkled, gray hair and possibly 
sitting in a wheelchair permanently. Mm. And it's that feeling of like, I do not care. That's freedom. Wow. And I think about this all the time financially when people say, I want financial freedom. And so they think a lot of money is going to give them freedom. And at some level, I, I'm always thinking and feeling, I'm like, you can't have true freedom when your freedom's outside of you. When your freedom is determined on something outside of you, whether it be a lot of money or your ability to travel, your ability to do whatever, that's not real true freedom that a heightened level of consciousness can reach. It's, it's the feeling of freedom where you can love yourself no matter what happens, no matter if you lose your money, right? You still feel internal freedom because you love yourself. And that's the shift that I find you've made and, and you've realized along this, along this journey, along this path with all the external circumstances that have happened to you. And um, I think that's the biggest message of all is that no matter what you're going through, you've just deepened your levels of love for yourself and therefore you feel more free because you know, no matter what happens externally, you can still have that internal peace. Is that what you're feeling? Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. What else uh, is there any, before we finish up here, is there anything else that you want to share in terms of the lessons that you've learned along the way or anything that you feel can, you can offer here that will make this uh, make this interview complete? Yeah, I would say, you know, working with you has been a powerful experience. Uh, I definitely have worked with a lot of mentors throughout the years, you know, spent hundreds of thousand dollars on my personal education. And I would say that you have been one of the best investments by far, one of the best return on investments in terms of how much you've helped me in a short amount of time. And the gift keeps on going. I always recommend you to everyone that I know. And I recommend anyone who's listening to this to book a session with you or to figure out a way to work with you because you are truly gifted. You're very, very powerful and very intuitive. So I am very grateful for how much progress we've made in a short amount of time, just the past three months. And I'm excited, you know, working with you for another year, two years, three years, how much farther my life will be. And I truly appreciate you and I acknowledge your powerful gifts as a coach. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for the kind words. I, did, I didn't prompt him to say that. <laughs> Uh, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for your kind words. Where can, uh, where can people find out more about you and find you on online? Yeah, sure. My main website is onlinesupercoach.com and that's my main hub that has all of my free trainings. I'm doing a lot of free courses, uh, different books I have on there. You know, when the coronavirus clears, you can come to my live events and uh, I'm very social on Facebook. You can feel free to add me as a friend and DM me. My Facebook is super simple. AJ, uh, sorry, it's actually facebook.com forward slash AJ fit, AJ F I T like fitness. You just search me AJ fit. You add me and then uh, we'll chat. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks so much for this, man. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been not only awesome to hear your, your side of the story, but man, there's so many nuggets in here and uh, I know everyone listening is going to get so many takeaways. So thanks so much, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute, you might want to come join us over on the online Facebook community called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. This is the community of heart-centered business owners who are all doing this internal work. We mastermind around the latest business topics. We collaborate with each other to grow as one. And we do what we can to assist some charities and worthy causes around the world. 
So head over to tysoncoaching.com where you can find the link to join. And if you know you want to dive in deep into this work yourself, sign up for the free transformational group coaching calls. Whether you want to uncover some unconscious patterns or shift those you're already aware of, or maybe even just benefiting from the live coaching of other members, there's always takeaways that lead to more peace and clearly more business success on the other end. Because I believe it's not what you learn here that's going to help you with your awakening, it's what you actually do with it. So if it feels like your expansion, jump over to tysoncoaching.com and I'll see you in the community. Take care now.